Hey y'all, what's up? This is Kat Jones, your host. Today is March 15th, 2020. It turns out that boobs don't actually cause earthquakes, and this is Queer All Year. Yo, this is Kat, and I am joined, as always, by my bro and sound producer and co-host, Mick G. Geronimo! Is that a racist thing to say now? Oh, I hope not. He was a... Why do we yell Geronimo when we jump? He was a Native American. Yeah. I don't... I think because he was allegedly fearless. I think he uh, went into ill-advised battles or something. I don't know. So are we honoring him? No, I think he would... Well... If he was brave, I feel like like we're honoring him, maybe. It's not... I, I guess it's honoring him. You know what? Pioneers. Andrew Jackson. We accept that. Yeah. It's I'm... part of American history. Let's talk about Ken Burns documentary. That's not. Yeah, let's let's uh probably just get on into it. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Ken Burns documentaries, he has one on the national parks. And speaking of national really parks, good. they sometimes have earthquakes. And speaking of earthquakes, we're gonna talk about an earthquake in the Byzantine Empire, which McGee tells me is also kind of the Roman Empire. I think it seemed to change from day to day. Yeah, we we <laughs> spent a while on Wikipedia and then clicking off the the sources from Wikipedia. We went down a rabbit hole. It seems like they were the Western Roman Empire, but it's also the Byzantine Empire. No, no they were the Eastern Roman Empire. Were they? Yeah, they were an area of the Roman Empire. I don't know when they empire the empire went away. Yeah, eventually um, Rome became the classic saying is that it, be, it uh, collapsed under its own weight and mm-hmm. they realized they needed two emperors so they separated it separated into west and east and when the west fell um the east took over to, well it didn't mm-hmm. even take over i mean it was they would call them barbarians took over the west but it was the germanic tribes and whatnot yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, so the surviving part was Eastern Roman Empire. As far as I could tell, we're talking about Justinian the first. And for what I could see, Justinian the first's reign coincided with like Rome starting to fall. So that could be it. I don't know. This is way more background than you need. And in terms of earthquakes, uh, whew, I, Iranian cleric, whew, I'm not going to pronounce this right, Hojatzos. Leslam Kazim Sedeki. Well, he claimed anyway that after a big earthquake, women who were scantily clad and showing their boobs too much were the cause of an earthquake. Hmm. So that so ladies show them tires, and maybe the world will get better because it can't possibly get worse. Anyway, so speaking of blaming people for earthquakes, Justinian the first would like to blame the gays. For earthquakes, which is not exactly novel, but you know, he decided to. So in 559, the Byzantine, Byzantine Emperor, Byzantine, Byzantine, yes, Justinian I issued Novella 141 in response to a spate of disasters, including the Persian invasion in 540, devastating earthquakes in 543, and a decade of the bubonic plague beginning in 541. Now, I've seen conflicting sources, some saying 544, but the most reliable sources I can find that are uh, translated by actual historians and, you know, that kind of thing, they all say 559. And 
I just did some my own math or whatever, and it was on the Ides of March in the 32nd year of the reign of Emperor Justinian. So the Ides of March is March 15th. That probably doesn't coincide with back then, but who knows? And the 32nd year of his reign was 559, so boom. Anyway, it, um, Novella 141 claims that God is angry with the Byzantine Empire. Um, again, kind of part of the Roman Empire, like a McDonald's franchise type thing. Um, he blamed men who have sex with other men for the wrath that God was bringing down upon them. And I have a couple quotes from that novella, which is a uh, super interesting. And it's in old timey language because someone translated it to that. Um, so he says, but while we attempt to avoid committing wicked actions and cherishing improper desires, there are people who are guilty of abominable offenses, which are deservedly detested by God. We have reference to the corruption of males, a crime which some persons have the sacrilegious audacity to perpetrate. We consciously and wisely beseech to bring to repentance those who defile themselves with filthy practices of this kind, so that there will be so that there will no longer be occasion for us to prosecute such offenses. We notify all persons who may there hereafter be guilty of this crime, that if they do not cease to sin and do not confess their guilt to the most holy patriarch or provide for their own salvation and pro propitiate, propitiate God on the holy festival days, they will render themselves liable to terrible chastisement and will not in the future be deserving of pardon. We shall not neglect to adopt serious measures or severe measures against such as do not manifest their repentance on the most holy festival days and who persist in their wickedness. For if we should show any negligence in this respect, we will bring down the wrath of God upon us and by closing our eyes will become accomplices in a crime sufficiently atrocious to arouse the anger of heaven against all persons. And well, so what? Was that Justinian? Who that said was that? Justinian in his huh. no novella 141. The... The Romans are so hypocritical. I know. Well, and I couldn't really find what novella really meant. Except it's it was just like a an short edict. novel. Yeah. Well, a novel is a is a work of fiction. Or, well, oh yeah. I think right. it meant something different back then. Yeah, it's like an it edict. has changed. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, because I read like issued and enacted. It was like an edict. Seemed like. Uh. Yeah. So okay. you know the gays have been blamed for quite a while in. in I mean, I kind of wish if we're going to be blamed that people would do it in this kind of eloquent way, you know? So it's at least, like, nice to hear before we yell at people, you know? Like, that still seemed like it was yelled. It was just politely yelled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like it's flowery language. Sometimes maybe I want to hear flowery language instead of God hates the F word, you know? Yeah. Hey, like, hey, Westboro, give me some poetry. <laughs> right, that would be nice. But throw some art into it. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Yeah, I mean, you can't just be uh, you can't just be like, I hate them goddamn F words. They're just like all the garbage. And I'm like, well, okay, what's, um? how about like... Like, uh, how so, you know? <laughs> you know how, like, thy... Wicked acts maketh me very angry or something. I don't know. Anyway, hey, yeah. McGee, you want to do a little segment? Yeah, mine. Might as well. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I hope you're in the mood for another spiel about great guitarists and great guitars. Today, I'm going to be talking about an un another underrated lord of guitar, Prince. 
Many people will remember him for his pop and R&B voice that captured the airwaves on hits such as 1999 and When Doves Cry. But one listen to his uh, while my to his performance of While My Guitar Gently Weeps at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and there is no doubting that he is a true guitar master. And so, we start out with the legendary Cloud Guitar. Designed specifically for the film Purple Rain, Luthier Dave Rusin uh, recalls an unexpected conversation with his boss, Jeff Hill. Uh, so Rusan said the following. Prince and Jeff went into the back office and they talked a long time and then Jeff came down and told me, Prince is making a movie, he needs a guitar, and you're making it. <laughs> and that was it. Uh, Prince's, Prince's only guidance to Rusan was to have the guitar be inspired by a big, by a bass guitar owned by his friend and well childhood friend and musician Andre Simone. So with that in mind, Roussan built a beautiful six-string guitar with a huge ornamental body with the top strap pin at the end. Well, it was at the end of this flowing piece of maple that reaches out to near the seventh fret. So uh, I think if you're a guitarist, you understand that that is way up there. Uh, it's kind of a symbol of, uh, well, it's kind of like a... Um, a signature thing of Prince to have his guitars like that. Um, and then on the other side is a beautiful cutout with the function of reaching all 22 frets on the th through body maple, maple neck. So it was a through body. And it also featured the popular setup of a single coil pickup in the neck and a dual coil humbucker for the bridge. Uh, Prince loved the guitar and its iconic image was immortalized and now sets in the National Museum of American History in Washington, D.C. My favorite of all is probably due to the context and general awesomeness of the guitar. Prince's cymbal guitar rocked the world and blew our minds. By that I mean the uh, one that is of his cymbal, the cymbal that Prince changed his name to. I don't know if you remember that from back in the day. Um, Prince was not his name for a little while. He was the artist formerly known as Prince who had uh, that that uh, purple symbol that was his uh, name. So that was on the body of this guitar. Um, I don't. I'm I'm sure you guys remember it from uh, when he walked out at the Super Bowl halftime show and shredded through Jimi Hendrix cover of Bob Dylan's All Along the Watchtower with uh, and with that guitar. I knew I had been missing something amazing. Before that, to me, Prince was a weird pop artist who changed his name to a symbol. You know, after that performance, I gave his music another chance and couldn't believe what I was hearing. A true guitar virtuoso. Prince was so amazing, and I wish he were still here. I'm McGee, and this is a little segment. All right, so moving on to 1983 in West Virginia. Um, West Virginia, West Virginian, West Virginia's attorney general had issued a statement that gay and lesbian teachers can be fired under a state law authorizing school districts to fire teachers for immorality. 
and homosexuality was immorality because it affects a person's fitness to be around children, which, of course, implies that the gays cannot keep their hands off little children because we're all pedophiles, and way to go, West Virginia. I forgot to write down the name of the attorney general. He's probably dead anyway. Write letters to him if he's not. So, in March, on March 15th, kindergarten teacher Linda Conway was forced to resign because parents complained that she looked like a lesbian. Now, part of their complaint was that she often wore trousers to school, worked part-time at a service station to supplement her teacher income, and had a female roommate. And she had some facial hair. Now, Linda is a cishet woman. She is not homosexual in any way. She's not a lesbian. She is cisgender heterosexual. She doesn't conform to standard, you know, uh, gender beliefs, gender norms. So the fact that she didn't conform to this made her automatically a lesbian. She had a female roommate who was a female roommate. And the only reason this was a problem is because she looked kind of butch. And, you know, if you're butch and you're living with another female, then you're probably, you know, living with another female, you know. So she, I mean, she chose to wear pants because her room was in a cafeteria where she'd have to lean over tables to teach. It was a matter of convenience. It was a matter of, you know, these are kids. Maybe they'll look up my skirt, whatever. Uh, She says... Um, I'm not feminine to begin with. I'm heavy set and I wouldn't look good in some of the things these petite women wear. Which is BS. That's just such body shaming. Like, hey, girl, get it. Where would you, I mean, if that's what you want to wear, cool. But don't do it because, like, you think you don't fit into, like, these these things. All right. It's unfortunate we ever had to get there. I know. It's ridiculous that I have to be yelling at the world to, like, let people just be who they are. How is it hurting you if someone looks like they're, quote, overweight and like not healthy like i'm sorry i have a lot of friends who are overweight for various reasons and they are perfectly fine being that way because they are perfectly fine as human beings and some of them do have disabilities that cause them to not be mobile which means they can't really lose weight or you know sometimes you just can't lose weight and sometimes all the time it doesn't freaking matter if you can't lose weight don't just be healthy however you want to be or be yourself. You I, could you could consider being a white male though, because I uh, do not. You know, I can look whatever I want to look like, and people don't really judge it. We can look like whatever. For the most part, yeah. There is a <laughs> lot of we are kind of moving into the non-body shaming men thing too. Like you know, you know how feminism is always like hardcore, like women at first, which is good, you know. But at the same time, like you know, men have all these you know, in movies and stuff, all these, like, buff guys and, and in, you know, magazines, that kind of thing, you all are exposed to the same thing. You're just not... Sure. You're not necessarily body shamed as much 24-7. Yeah, the body shaming really only exists in, uh, like, middle school. Yeah, hopefully. And we are definitely not trying to mim- minimize anyone oh, out there right. who's going yeah. through this, you know? Like, I, um, this is in I, general. I definitely just did minimize, so I apologize Well, you're talking about that. in general, you yeah. know? Like, like my, my experience. Yeah, at least in general in Kansas, it seems like. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, at least, and, like, body shaming is... Uh, subconscious with men i guess it's it's like under like under the covers or what under the 
the table, I guess, kind of whatever you call it. Whereas for women, it is just like there all the time, 24-7, you know. So I feel like maybe it's more insidious for, for you guys, you know, for men. Like, uh, maybe you don't know I it. certainly feel, yeah, maybe we don't know it. I feel very lucky, though. Like, I know, like, I don't really have to, all I have to do is be, you know, strong enough to be average like just keep your muscles looking uh, yeah you know semi well and this like they maybe, work you know this maybe ties into something that i've recognized and i don't know if this is gonna be sexist or weird or not but every time i see a couple walking down the street and every time i'm like walking down the street with my husband kind of it's like i have dressed to the nines like or not you know i'm not like going to broadway or whatever but like i put on makeup i'm looking real nice just because my standard is you know, nice jeans and a nice t-shirt or a t-shirt that I find fun and then whatever. And then, you know, the, you know, suppose, you know, assumedly male part of that um, couple is in like jeans or that sag down or something. I'm not like, I know saggy jeans are like a hot topic. I'm just saying like they don't fit or they're wearing shorts that are like basketball shorts and their shirts are just like I pooped today shirts, like my husband has. Right, like and... I mean, uh, you know, I guess that's going to happen on a neighborhood walk, because <laughs> that's just how it's not like back in the day where everybody got in their Sunday clothes or whatever. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I, women I am with you females. in that same. Oh yeah, for sure, females. Yeah, but I'm with you in that same. Uh, mind frame where we were brought up to look nice when we go out. You know, look <laughs> presentable. Yeah, but, and maybe that's just us, mom and dad. But I know, you know from what I've seen, it's like the female, the the quote unquote assumed female of the group, is expected, I assume by society, yeah. to be dressed up, you know, to look nice, quote unquote, to have makeup on and whatever, be attractive, and then the male doesn't have to worry about that. You know? Right. I I'll share something here. There was mm-hmm. once a. Uh, because this was a long time ago. This is uh, maybe like ten years ago. Um, uh, one of we were basically uh, acting like a couple of construction guys. Me and my buddy, you know, we saw a girl jogging by, and I made a comment about it. And he uh, made a comment to me that uh, was saying, um, you know, you shouldn't j- judge while she's working out. She's not looking her best, and that really made me think. Like, what? What is why? Why did I uh, go there? Yeah, uh, and I feel like that's a lot of... Uh, I feel like that's an experience in a lot of things in life. You know, you have to be a piece of crap in order to realize that you were a piece of crap. You right. Know? Uh, no one means to be inconsiderate, right? You know, it's... No one thinks about it. No one knows to think about it, you know? There's so... There's so little critical thinking taught in schools or, or by parents. Right. I really was a... a, a you know, like a, a we were brainless jerks. idiot until maybe 19. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh, I know, when yeah. uh, learned how to think. I was a little less of a brainless idiot in terms of like when it comes to like LGBT type stuff, just because I was in the theater and, you know, not to be stereotypical, but to be stereotypical, the theater is where, you know, especially in Topeka when there was nowhere to go, theater was, you know, where the queer kids went to hide and to not be queer for from the rest of the world, I guess, you know, uh, anyway, I don't know what, yeah, I derailed your thing. (laughs) No, that's fine. It made, I mean, it was, it, it went off well from like her 
um, not being feminine and like n- not having feminist or feminine norms or whatever, not needing those. Mm. Um, so then the public demanded that she have a dress code if she were going to keep wearing uh, teaching that included wearing a dress at least twice a week, no boots and no quote manly clothes. When I read that, I got very, very angry. I kind of started to see red because, like, keep in mind, this was 1983. Like, I get the 80s were coming out of the 70s, and the 70s were, you know, not as progressive as the 80s, which weren't as progressive as the 90s. But, you know, 83 to me seems disgustingly recent for that kind of thing. And, yes, I know the dress codes in schools for kids at the moment are very sexist and awful and stupid so yes that's not ignoring that so she brought a one million dollar lawsuit against the school board claiming that she was forced to resign under duress Um, a jury decided in favor of the board and an appeals court upheld the decision and she appealed because the um, jury instructions didn't properly explain what duress was uh, so the she sent it up to appeals because if they didn't understand the verdicts that they were supposed to return, then they couldn't have returned it correctly. That should have been, you know, that would be a retrial. Uh, but the appeals court was like, nah, you, you dress, you don't look like a chick type thing. So that was, uh, that was a, that was a fun time in history, you know? And, um, I, I actually tried to find Linda Conway on, uh, social media, on Google, um, all sorts of places. Cause I kind of wanted to reach out to her and be like, Hey, what, what's, up lately I, I you know i've never seen an article after this or anything i don't know what happened but i can't find her hey ike you want to come down hmm. podcast puppy hey there's a good little boy you hi are. it's my podcast puppy yeah yeah you uh, yeah i don't you probably couldn't hear him but i just he's here now hey ike are you gonna help us with you our do new final section? Well, we have one thing before housekeeping. No, 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 housekeeping. no, no. We were gonna do housekeeping. We're gonna do it after housekeeping. Ah, okay. All right. So, um, housekeeping. Oh, so, was that? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, first of all, we are uh, available at Queer All Year um, on Facebook, and you can go join our group where we do all our discussions, which is the Queer All Year Mafia. Mafia. And uh, if you want to b- be part of the mafia, uh, just uh, click and uh, click and join. There will be uh, there are a few questions to make sure we yeah. try and keep out the bots and the and the jerks and the cops. But uh, no, cops can join. We love you. Yeah. Well, but not. I mean, it's the mafia, generally. so we don't need them. Um, we love our cousin Casey. Around. Casey, you can join. Yeah. Um. The police are. I'm just making Let's a joke. Let's not go into this. Just making a joke. <laughs> no no coppers, see? Yeah, right. All right. Um, um, so we have patreon.com slash queer all year. And uh, that's where the... Instagram. Well, I can go to... Okay, fine. Like, Whatever. It We're no, out of order. There's no specific order. You're killing this me has smalls. to go in. So patreon.com slash queer all year is where you can go to get bonus episodes, all kinds of bloopers and ringtone or ringtone for our um our intro there which i wrote and recorded yes it is wonderful Um, and if you all heard our bonus episode um we just wanted to reiterate that um we are so thankful for any support you can give us at all at this point um just to 
reiterate there is a there's always a possibility due to coronavirus that we could lose our recording studio at the moment um i have not lost my job permanently but i have lost my job basically until this thing go blows over um and so if you believe in us and you want us to keep going, if you want to help us hopefully afford a new studio, let's just be serious, when we need one, that would be so amazing. And we will put so much extra stuff out on Patreon for all of you just as a huge thank you. And I understand times are tough. So and if you what can't, What she means totally. by buy a studio, it really means like a place for one of us to live. Yeah, a place for us to live and then somehow get this into a place where it sounds okay recording. Yeah, if we can get into a storage closet or something like that, that would would work. I was thinking the library, but now they're thinking they're going to close the library. I don't want to go into a place as public as the library. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, Patreon is, uh, is huge for us right now. And I realize that's a monthly subscription thing, so I'm going to be setting up a PayPal under our email, um, queerallyear at gmail.com. Queer All Year or queer, queer All Year Pod? I think it's just Queer All Year. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so Twinstagram, as we have previously noted, is Queer All Year Pod or at Queer All Year Pod. Um, you know, i got to mm-hmm. use that fancy sign that's been around for 25, <laughs> 30 years or so. The website's going to be up soon, I hope, you got y'all, unless you, if someone wants to do it for us, I, I keep breaking it. Um... What was another thing I was going to say? Oh, we pro- we are almost certainly not going to be going to the No Hate photo shoot up in Omaha in yeah. April. I, they might cancel it anyway. The whole world's we, derailing. For we may this. or may not still be going to the True Crime Podcast Festival. It depends if that's... I mean, that's way out in the future. We should have been registered already, though, but we're just not sure. Yeah. Um, I Anyway. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it should be over in a couple weeks, but uh, who, knows? who knows? It's going to take time for the stock market to climb back up yeah anyway uh, so is that ratings it? ratings yes ratings and reviews and subscribe if you could um go out wherever you listen and hit subscribe that would help us out a ton and if you could give us a rating and review wherever you listen especially on apple podcasts that would be amazing the little purple icon that's apparently weighted higher than anything else and it it's weighted higher if you leave a review with your rating so that helps with the algorithm and it also helps us know what you think of us um what was the thing oh and word of mouth is huge so if you know someone who would like us or if you just if you don't know anyone who would like us and you want to just like push it on them anyway we are relying on you to tell people about us and get the word out there because that is the biggest thing. If you support us and you like us and you give a recommendation to someone, that is so much more influential than anything we can do. All right, McGee. Does that does sound right? Yeah. Yeah. That does. So we're going to do a new segment at the end, aren't we? Yes. We're, we're going to do... Caitlin's going to find... Kat's going to find out <laughs> if I was paying attention. Yeah, kind of. And I'm going <laughs> to, you know, it's my thing too a little bit. But we, our new segment, our short little segment at the end is what we learned today or what I learned today or whatever. So do you want me to ask you a question or you want to start out or you want me to start out? Well, what I learned was basically every single thing here. 
<laughs> well, you taught me a lot I, I about. I pretty much already said what I learned, you know. <laughs> you taught me a lot about the Byzantine Empire. Yeah, that's true. We but we both learned because I um, assumed that they were calling themselves Romans, and you mm-hmm. were saying something different. So yeah. Um, I guess I learned that um, it's not super modern to blame, you know, earthquakes on the gays. I guess. Wait, I which, thought they were blamed on boobs. Well, they were. They are. Now they're blamed on boobs. They used to oh. be blamed on the gays. Yeah. You know. That, right. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I was not previously aware that you could fire someone for looking butch. Yeah. What the heck is with that? Like, oh my no goodness. Clue. I guess it was 83, 83, but we shouldn't, like, it's inexcusable just be like, oh, that was 50 years ago. Yeah. And, but, and with no proof. At all. She had facial hair. That was it. I mean, if anything, they should have thought she was trans, which is offensive anyway. But, like, with a mustache, how does that? Ma- how does a mustache make you a lesbian? To begin with. I don't understand. It's a hilarious concept that we have equality in this country. <laughs> like, yeah. it's... We're looking for equity, not equality. I don't know what <laughs> equity means. Isn't equity what you build up when you buy a house? Yes. I need to look more into which this. Which is, like, a, that does... That makes way more sense about America. Yeah. Uh, America. Yeah, there's... So we learned all that today. We hope you all learned a lot today. We, um, we learned a lot. We hope to keep you learning things in the future. You will learn things. You'll learn some crazy things. Tomorrow, we have, um, some horrifying crazy things to learn. So we hope you stick along with us as we go on this crazy journey of learning about how technically LGBT history is true crime. And that's how we're going to get to CrimeCon, I guess. No, we're not. I don't want to go there. I don't want to see Nancy Grace. So anyway. We want to go. We want to go. We want you to go. We want you to keep listening to history and learning things. And above all, we want you to know that we love you. We love you.